Even a gracious heart is like a musical instrument, which though it be exactly tuned, a small matter brings it out of tune again. Yes, hand it aside but a little, and it will need setting again before another lesson can be played upon it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. We are on episode two for the month of December, working through Keeping the Heart by John Flavel, who was a Puritan minister. We're talking about keeping the heart, thinking about the heart as a as a as a large chest or as a treasure chest, you might say, and thinking about what is in the heart. What are we putting in that chest? What are we keeping out? What do we need to take out and keep out of our hearts? And what more things do we need to put inside of our hearts? And I love this this comparison that John Flavel gives to us in comparing the heart to like a musical instrument. If you are familiar with an instrument, then you know that every time that you pick up the instrument, you need to make sure that it is in tune, right? If you're going to maybe just practice or maybe you're going to go play at, uh, I don't know, a concert or wherever, you need to make sure that the instrument is in tune because maybe just the the shaking, the moving of it from one location to another, or just uh, time, right? If you have, say, for example, you have a, a, a guitar, well, those strings are are, are, are this, this tension there. You need tension there in order to play the right notes on the guitar. But what happens is that the tension loosens over time, especially if they are older strings. And so you need to constantly keep the, the strings in tune and... And so it's helpful to think of the human heart in that way, that our heart is like an instrument that continues to be, that needs to be tuned regularly. And anything such as sin, any distractions, things that you come across at work, or maybe in, excuse me, in an argument with your, your spouse can set the heart out of tune. And so it is your responsibility and mine to, to tune our hearts again. And so today we are talking about how to keep the heart tuned, how to preserve it from sin and keep it from disorder, how to maintain a spiritual frame that fits us for a life of communion with God. And John Flavel gives us several ways to do that. The first is frequent observation of the frame of heart. This goes back to what I was just saying, keeping the heart in tune. First, you need to remember that you need to keep the heart tuned and the thing about an instrument is that that longer that you let the instrument be out of tune, especially if you have like a guitar with older strings, that the more out of tune it's going to get. And if you try to play that instrument without tuning it, it's it's not going to sound good. And people who don't have an ear for music, people who are not familiar with a with musical instruments, when they listen to a song, I mean, they can immediately tell when something doesn't sound right. Right. And so that is the, the human heart as well. Like we should be able to tell when something is not right. And the question is, right, do you also have somebody in your life who is close enough to you to be able to tell, hey, there's something wrong with the instrument of your heart. Something's out of whack here. So there has to be this frequent observation of the frame of our hearts. And that means that we have to continue examine our hearts to understand our hearts and what is in it. And he doesn't get into like how frequently you do this, but it seems to me that this is something that you frequently do. And maybe maybe that means you, you schedule it in. Maybe you 
try to do it every single time you sit down to read the word and pray. Maybe you do it every other day. I don't know what that might look like for you if you need that sort of a systematic approach. But it seems to me that that this is something that we must frequently do and to not do it for and to let a long period of time pass by without observing our hearts uh, will only do us more harm. Second, it includes deep humiliation for heart evils and disorders. And he says this in here. He 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 says it's like a like when you have a, a speck of dust in your eye, right? You have to like you your eye waters. You keep blinking because your your eye you're you're trying to get rid of whatever it is that speck is. And so you rub your eye. You do whatever you need to do so that this is not bothering you anymore, and so that you can open your eyes and you can be able to see. And this is what he's talking about when it comes to engaging the heart, especially with regards to anything that is in there that only causes disorder. And so are we, are we sort of uh, twinkling and, and watering our eyes and, and sort of weeping this, this, this sin out? Whatever is causing us this disorder, are we weeping it out? You know, and so observe, take a look at the chest and see what's in your heart and, and be able to recognize what is in there that should not be in there. Thirdly, it includes earnest supplication and instant prayer for purifying and rectifying grace when sin has defiled and distorted the heart. We're talking here about confession of sin and repentance. When there is sin that we recognize, do we immediately confess our sins to the Lord? Do we go to the Lord and and pray and ask for his forgiveness. Not only that, but pray and ask that God would help us in the way of holiness and walking in his commandments. Wait, walking according to the word of the Lord, doing what God, what the Lord says us, tells us to do, not because of works or to try to earn favor, but because we have favor with the Lord and because our desire, our heart's desire is to please the Lord, then we want to do those things that please him. This is a way that we keep our hearts and maintain our hearts, maintain it, and, and keep it tuned. Fourthly, it includes the imposing of strong engagements upon ourselves to walk more carefully with God. He's speaking here about actions. So what actions are you going to take from now on to prevent yourself from committing this sin again? What can you do? What should you do? This requires some uh, some introspection and also some forward thinking. Okay, this is how I... This is what happened, and uh, I can see this happening again if certain things worked out in the way that they did. And so to prevent this from happening, because I can see this happening again, this is what I will do from now on. And so it is it is trying to think about how can I keep my heart tuned and what can I do to prevent it from becoming out of tune from by sort of these things that try to bring disorder into your heart and bring the instrument of your heart out of tune? How do you avoid those things? How do you avoid those occasions if they can be avoided? Fifthly, it includes a constant and holy jealousy over our own hearts. Do you care about your heart? He that... that he who has a holy jealousy over his own heart is a person that will keep his heart diligently. 
and it is a incredibly influential it is it can be easily enticed and so and this goes back to number four like what what hedges are you going to put in place to protect your heart right a man who does not want his his cattle to wander about and get lost right because he cares for them will will hedge them in right he will put fences in to keep them from wandering aimlessly and becoming lost and so in the same way what hedges of protection are you putting over the garden of your heart are you that jealous for your heart that you are doing so that you will take the time to consider what things you can do to protect your heart sixthly it includes the realizing of God's presence with us and seeing the Lord always before us. It's one thing to know intellectually that the Lord sees all that we do and that his presence is always with us, but it's one thing to actually live in that reality. I would encourage you to, to, to pray. You know, God, help me to live in this reality. Help me to live with this constant awareness that you you keep a vigilant watch over my life. And it's not a, an eye towards judgment, but it is a, it's a fatherly eye. God cares for us as a father would his children. But this also means because he keeps a vigilant eye over us in love, it does mean that he also sees all that we do and knows wherever we go and he knows our thoughts. And when we live in this awareness with this constant reality, then that functions as a hedge of protection over our lives. It keeps us from sin and helps us to maintain the garden of our hearts. It keeps in tune the instrument of our hearts. I hope that you found that helpful and we will return next week with more on Keeping the Heart by John Flavel.